This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. Welcome back to another episode of Raspberry Lemonade. We have a very amazing guest today. Hey. I usually say it. We got a great guest. We have yeah. an amazing guest today. Uh, one and only Mike Barron. How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I just got off a flight right now. I can barely hear because of the pressure from the airplane. I just got off for being out of my office for a week, and I just landed, and, and I kept, had to come see you. So right. I'm good, man. Thank you. No, man. I'm, How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you. It was uh, it was uh, quite the drive. Well, not quite the drive. It was just traffic always i know well, on the five man well five it's fourth yeah. of july weekend yeah that too you, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah so it makes sense but no i i thank you very much for having me here this is your space absolutely so thank you for having me of and course, bro. all the audience out there having us here uh but let's get right into it man tell us I'm a ready. little bit about yourself so uh right now i'm uh number 332 fastest growing seals in america i know i don't look like it but there are placas over there to prove it um, I basically went from section eight to eight figures and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an internet dude. But before all that, I was born to a 16 year old single mom. So my mom had me at 16, young, young teenage mom. Uh, my, my dad, I didn't have a dad growing up. We grew up in section eight and, uh, we were poor as hells, you know, government cheese, government assistance. Um, and then from there, I went into elementary school. I was a knucklehead kid, ODD, OCD, ADHD. Can't keep my hands off of kids. You know, everybody in, in, in kindergarten takes a nap except for me. I'm all oh, you, were, you were that guy. I was, I was that one kid that yeah. couldn't stop touching, you know, kids. I was just too hyper. <laughs> so, you know, I go to uh, junior high now, and I become an athlete. I played football. I wrestled. I was pretty good. Became captain on my teams. And then uh, in my in my teens, I wanted to be a, a gangster. So I was born in 1984. So I'm an 80s baby. So in the 90s, my influences were Tupac, Biggie, uh, Dr. Dre, Easy E, Blood and Blood Out, Don't Be a Menace, American Me, the, the, uh, Menace to Society. I wanted to be like that. So I was never a bad guy, but. Uh, you know, just was doing dumb stuff. I was doing dumb stuff. I didn't feel good about it. So I walked into high school, two felonies. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I grew up. Yeah, knucklehead. Knucklehead kid. <laughs> I, was, I was bad, man. Yeah. yeah I, I had the pleasure of listening to a few uh, previous recordings with other people you've done podcasts with. Yeah, I always tell and, the same story. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good story. And it kind of helps everyone see kind of uh, the personality or traits that you've since from a very young age already had. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it, it. I could see how it translates now to business, but your business specifically, what would, what would you say is your bread and butter? Yeah, so I have over 12 businesses. The biggest thing I do is I have a, a, an academy. It's called Mike Barron's Closer Academy. And with, with that academy, what it does is I train sales professionals. I, I train them and I certify them to learn how to close deals like me. So in 2015, I start. I, I, I relaunched my business. I got uh, on the internet. I signed up Conor McGregor as a client. Wow. I signed up Patrick McDavid. When I signed up Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor was freaking 
on Times Magazine. He was like top, most influential people on the planet. Big deal. You know what I'm saying? So I signed up with Conor McGregor. We signed him up. Uh, Patrick McDavid, who's like one of the biggest influencers on entrepreneurship. We signed him up. Uh, we signed up. We got the Patrick Bet David website. We got the PHP website, which is his company, Solar City. So I, 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 I just knew how to sell and close deals. We created an SEO company. I, I, my thing was like, I'm not the best at SEO. I'm not the best at websites, but I could just sell and close. Mm. So what I did was I met, I, I met a guy, and he's like, Mike, you know, you work a lot of trainers and gym owners. I'm running an ad agency at this time. He's like, that's cool, but you're not really that good. He's like, but what you're like phenomenal is your ability to sell. Go meet the world's biggest internet coaches just like me. Teach people your sales process. Certify them your way. And then when they're done, you place them. You get them staffed with a big online coach. And now you got a front-end offer. And now you got a back-end offer. I said, what the hell? <laughs> I said, no way. So that's, that's what I've been doing. I got a couple of different businesses. But that's what I've been doing since uh, 2020. I made tens of millions of dollars doing that. That's amazing. So that's that's my my yeah that's my bread and butter. There you go. Yeah. Now uh, you touched a little bit on kind of your background. You know your upbringing. You a young single mom, right? Yep. Uh, how do you think that at that time in your life? How did that play into you? Kind of finding out that you had a little bit of a entre- entrepreneurship kind of itch inside of you. Yeah, so what's crazy is I'm a very affectionate person. I like to tell people I love them if I do. I like to hug people. I like to kiss people. I like to hold people. I like to tell them how amazing they are. That's just my nature. But even with that, uh, I'm I'm not close to my mom to to this day. I see her every holiday, but we're not close. But uh, I, 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 I was driven by money from a very young age. So I, I remember, uh, I tell the story all the time, I remember being four or five years old. And I remember that if my tooth fell out, I would get money from the fake tooth fairy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like three bucks, five bucks. So I remember I, I remember I wanted to get my teeth pulled out so I can get money. I remember tying my tooth to a freaking string because I seen it, I heard about it, to a door and you just slammed the door because I wanted money. So ever since I was a kid, I was dri- I was really like motivated motivated by money. Yeah, I wanted to have nice stuff. So now, you fast forward a little bit more. I rem- I, re- I remember being twelve years old, and now my stepdad's in my life, and I asked him. I was just like, "How come we're not rich?" It's twelve years old. Why, why are we not rich? Like, how can we don't have, like, a mansion? How can we don't have a Lamborghini? How can we don't have Ferraris? How can, like, I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, why? And uh, my dad, you know, his name is Richard, my stepdad. He's like, we are rich. I'm rich. It's <laughs> like, man, this, this is whack. Like, this is lame. So was, he, was he talking like monetarily? No, he was just saying his name is Richard. He's rich. Oh, wow. <laughs> you get it? A dad joke, yeah. Yeah, dad joke, right? Yeah. But I was, at a very young age, I was always, I was always intrigued by money. Okay, so from junior high, I used to have, I used to sell candy. I used to go to the store, I used to steal candy and buy one. Dad asked it. I couldn't, I couldn't go, I couldn't go to the store without stealing. I just made some money right now. Hey. 
So I would, I would, I would go, the, I would go to uh, Costco and I would go to uh, Sam's Club. I would buy, you know, Laffy Taffy and uh, a couple, you know, bulk candy. I would buy one, then I would sell one, and then what happened? I, I, I would steal one, then I buy one. So what happened is I would start selling. Can, I would start selling my candy, and then I end up having a team around me. Right, I didn't sell no candy. I just gave them the candy, and then they would sell it, and I, I would give them like a little revenue share. So I, I, I had people under me from seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, and they were selling for me. That is insane, dude! You had a whole operation going. I had operation as a as a, as a twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I, I was always driven by money, bro. Yeah. Could it, could we dive into that a little bit just to kind of understand? Because I'm trying to figure out. I, I, like I'll tell the, you what that is. Yeah, like how. how what was the deal that you made with them that, you know, you were kind of reassured that they were actually going to do this for you and then that they, you know, were going to pull, actually pull it off? Yeah. And then you were still going to get your money back and then they were going to get paid. So I would, you know, let's say the candy's 14 bucks, and uh, let's say I make $30. They would get 25% of, like, profit. They made some more money right now. I hope the mics are picking it up. We keep hearing a gong Yeah, noise. there's a gong going on in the background. <laughs> That's my sales floor. Every time they hit, I made like $1,000. Nice. Sometimes more. So anyways, they, they'd get like 25%. You know, $16, you know, they get four bucks, right? Because I would supply the candy and, and all that. So here, here's the mechanics, though. This is what I learned. I learned this from Russell Brunson. And he, he, he writes that, 100% of people have desire. So if you and I go down to the mall right now, and we go to Fashion Valley Mall in San Diego, and we say, hey, ma'am, I'm a genie in the lamp. What would you like? I want to retire my mom. Okay, great. Sir, what do you want? I just want my kids to go to Ivy League and get a degree. Okay, outstanding. Ma'am, what do you want? I want to live in my dream house overlooking the ocean. Overlooking the lake. Sir, what do you want? I want a Bentley. So the game I got, the data I got is 100% of people have desire. They have desire to have the house, the life, the travel, etc. But only 2% of the population have ambition. Only 2%. That's why they call it the 1%. Mm. So when I look back at my life... I was oh I, I wanted my teeth to fall out. I wanted to have candy. I wanted to work at McDonald's when I turned sixteen years old. I wanted to have nice things. I wanted to ask how come we're not rich. So I oh I've always had it. But I also think that most people have most people have that desire. They have that drive. Is, is when they're born. So I talk about this. When you see a a baby, my wife's gonna come get me after we're done. Uh, I have a two and a half year old, Aria. She'll be three in October. Uh, so when you take the little two year old to like Target or Walmart and you walk by the toy section, what does that kid do? They light up. They're like, I want oh, that. Yeah. I want that. I want that. I want that. I, they light up. I want that. I want that. I, I, that's what they do. That's what the kid does. And what often happens is, the parent says, no, you can't have that. No, your birthday's next month. No, Christmas is in two months. Put that on your list. No. I believe when we're born, we have a natural innate ability to want 
to have everything we want. I want the toy. I want the movie. I want this. The baby's crying because they can't get what they want. And what happens is we get older and life or society says, nope, 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 nope. So the baby's walking to high school, 17 years old, and they stop reaching. Mm. And that's what happened to me. I was a big dreamer. I had that ambition. I walked out of high school, and they're like, nope, 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 nope. So my 20s, I, I got off the track, meaning I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be a multimillionaire. And everybody that loved me, everybody that was trying to give me information was like, nope, nope, nope. So, of course, what I'm going to do. Now I'm 23 years old. I'm just like, yeah, it's time to get realistic. So we could, we could drill in more about that. Yeah. And uh, we'll definitely get more into detail. Uh, going back to kind of your your upbringing, was it just you then? Were you an only child? No, I I have a... Uh, a brother that's seven years younger than me. He's actually right there. He's number two in our whole company. Okay. Nothing was handed to him. Um, but he was my little brother. We're super close. Uh, his dad raised me. But we're, you know, biologically, we have different dads. And they have a little brother that's 21. No, I'm lying. 21 years apart. So I'm 39. He's 18. So he just graduated high school. Yeah, Matthew. Matthew and Mark. So I'm uh, the oldest of three. Gotcha. Oldest sibling. And I'm I'm actually glad that I asked you that question because in, in my household it's just, well, you know, growing up it was just me and my my little brother. Okay. And I hear that a lot of the time it's the youngest that kind of ends up being the most successful. So kind of seeing that you're the oldest. Well, I've seen, I've seen that too with some of my friends, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, it honestly gives me some, you know, something to look forward to. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always been, like, like for me, dude, like, just to tell this, your audience who I am, I'm like Robin Hood. How so? Well, Robin Hood's slogan is take from the rich and give to the poor. You hear that? Yep. Take from the rich and give to the poor. That's Robin Hood's slogan. So I'm not trying to take from nobody, but I'm taking information from the rich and I'm giving it to the poor. Mm. The secret to success is having the right information and then operating on that information. And I don't, I don't think you, you've ever heard anybody say that. Okay, this, the secret to success is having the right data. Mm-hmm. I bet you Elon Musk thinks and operates a little bit different than the guy at Starbucks. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, right? He thinks different. He operates different. He has a different set of principles that he he, he moves by, right? There are certain you know things that his isms, right? So having the right information and, and operating on that is a secret. That said... I feel like I'm Robin Hood because I've always felt like the underdog. I always felt like people didn't want me here. I, you know, I bought I bought uh, six supercars in the last 18 months. Wow. I bought this STO. That's a five, $500,000 car, 510. I bought this GTR. That's not a normal GTR. It's a Nismo. That's a race edition. That's a $200,000 car. That's a Lamborghini Evo right there. That's a $300,000 car, that black one. The Urus that you've seen, that's a $310,000 car. And then I bought another Evo. Okay, but the reason why I tell you that is because I never, I was scared to go Lamborghini. I didn't thought, I felt like I didn't deserve. So my thing was when I quote unquote started to make it, I was going to be a voice and a vessel for those often left behind. That's my slogan, to help those often left behind. So that's kind of who I am. I'm Robin Hood, but I've always been that guy. So when my little brother was in the neighborhood and somebody wanted to kick his ass, check him, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to talk to the guy or handle the guy. When I was in high school, 
and I was like a junior or senior, and the freshmen came in, and they're getting picked on. I was like, yeah, they're going to pick on you. Let's see what they do when I'm around. Mm. So I've always been like Robin. I've always been for the underdog. I love every person that is good. The single mom, like, like, but I'm, I'm here for the underdog. I like the single mom. I like the little bro who, who has a, maybe a, a tough background, but, but he's like going to community college now. Or, you know, the person that's in corporate and they're not getting the, the respect, but they're actually, that's who, I, that, that's who I'm for. I love everybody, but that's, that's my, that's the, my the, people's man. Those people have a special place in your in heart. In my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give you one last example. So I, I get called by uh, Lamborghini of La Jolla. You ever go to La Jolla? Yeah, of course. Beautiful. Okay. La Jolla's like our Beverly Hills, our, you know, La Jolla's right. our gem. Yeah. And I get invited to Lamborghini of La Jolla, VIP guest, because I bought all these freaking cars. Because they just reopened the showroom. I go in there, I, I drink the champagne. I go in there and I, uh, you know, have a good time. VIP guest, Park Valet. But a, an hour, hour and a half, two hours into the deal, I go outside and guess what I'm doing? I'm mingling with the valet drivers because I used to drive valet. Sir, you have the best car here. Hey man, don't call me sir. How do you guys? How do you guys get to do this? We want to. I said, man, let me help you understand something. These these people ain't more. They ain't better than you. They're not different than you. The only thing that they, they did, they they made a decision. They made a decision to become millionaires. So for you, you don't ever have to take the va- the back seat as a valet driver. So that's that's who I'm for, dude. I'm always for, you know, yeah. Because I just know I got enough strength, a little bit of intelligence. And I know I got a lot, of, a, a lot of love in my heart, so yeah, that's 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 me, man. That's wonderful, man. Would you say has been the biggest, maybe hurdle or uh, tough story or tough experience that you've gone through? Yeah, that you know, in retrospect, you know, all the tough experiences always make you better at the end. Yeah, especially if you're willing to look at it that way. But in your case, what would you say is one of those sour stories that? You know, it's like, damn, like that was tough, but you yeah. know, we're we're better now. Yeah. So God don't make look look. In case the God. audience can't hear, there's a no, they're closing more deals. There's a ruckus over there. Watch, okay. look, watch. God, God, God doesn't make mistakes. You, the universe don't make mistakes. More money. <laughs> the universe don't make mistakes. The the, the it, it, sometimes you look back in your life, you're like, this don't make sense. Why did my family member get ill? Why did that person in that car? It, the universe doesn't make mistakes. It's it's a perfect balance. It's perfect. That's what I kind of realized. And uh, you know, I'm in my twenties, and I'm I'm a, I'm a victim. I'm a victim in my mind. I'm a victim in the sense of how come I don't have a my my dad wasn't there. Mm. How come my mom doesn't love me? How come I have this bad luck? How come I'm struggling? How come I can't get a break? All, 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 all that happened for me was that, you know, life doesn't happen to you. They say that life doesn't happen to you happens because of you. You heard that? Yep. I got a better one. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you, which means whatever you want, whatever you demand, whatever you expect, that's what you get. It serves your freaking way that you view yourself. It happens for you. So one of the lessons was, 
you know, one time I'm uh, in my mid-20s. I met my wife at 24. I'm in my mid-20s. I'm struggling. I got no money. I got no food. Like, like, it's tough, dude. Like, when you're, like, at home with your girl and there's no food in the cupboard and you got no money. It's, it, it's, it's pretty tough. So I, I, I remember that I found my dad, my, bi, my, my biological dad, mm. and I tracked him down. He was in prison. It was my biological <laughs> dad. And I, and, and I told him my situation. I was like, can I borrow some money? And I remember I had to go meet this stranger and walk in his house like 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 the hall of shame. You know, I don't know this guy. He he didn't raise me. And I'm here to, you know, just put my head down, put my tail down, and go ask for some money. And he gave me like three hundred bucks. I was only looking for like twenty. Wow. Yeah, he gave me three hundred bucks and I and I, I just Yeah, you know, I, it it was tough, dude. It was really tough for me to deal with that. And I remember if, uh if I may. Uh huh. You know, for people who are maybe going through that right now, yeah. If you could tap into kind of that mental state at the moment, what would you say you were experiencing? Like as far as I mean, I'm sure anxiety was one of them, but I, I felt like a loser. You know, mm. I felt like a, I felt anxiety. Uh, I felt like I sold my soul, damn near, because I didn't know this guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, 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 I felt I was just it was tough, man. But, there, but here's the bar, though. Here's the real game. So I, I, I legit became an eight-figure earner. You know, I, I like, I, 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 it's still hard sometimes. I'm a multimillionaire. I've always wanted it. Okay, but here's the, here's the, real, here's the real game. So God, whoever your God is, whoever your creator is, God does not pick the qualified, meaning God doesn't say, hey, this guy right here looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. She looks like Beyonce. <laughs> They're 6'2", perfect tan skin. They have a good family network. They're really educated. They're really good people. Let me just move everything out the freaking way and let them just go through life and have everything for free. Mm. It's, it's easy. It's easy. It, like God doesn't pick the qualified, dude. What God does is God qualifies and then picks, which means my name is Mike. I'm six years old. No dad. Let's see how he deals with that. Okay. None of your family could buy you a car. Let's see how he handles that. Hey, you're going to go hang around this, in this bad neighborhood and you're going to go uh, experience these things and see how, you, boom. Hey, you're going to meet a woman in your 20s. You're never going to have nothing. And this is going to be the situation and you're going to get Judged by the police, boom! Dang, he's in his twenties. He's working hard. Okay, let me let me let me let me blow out his head gasket, which happened. No warranty. Let me do it again. Dang, he's still showing up with a good attitude. Let me let me uh, when your baby's born, let me get you laid off. Damn, you kept applying for new jobs. So what happens is, God's just like man, this this dude, this woman ain't going nowhere. Like, like he he's God doesn't pick the qualified. God qualifies and picks. So I'm getting tested. I'm getting tested the whole time. 
I'm getting tests the whole time to see how I react. If I'm going to quit, if I'm going to give up, if I'm just going to get reasonable and just live a normal life. And no matter what happened, I kept showing up. I kept showing up. The physical universe is a real game. The physical universe is, a, is, is intended to push back. Life is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's meant to push back. But what's going to happen is when life comes to you, it's, it, it, are you going to shrink and succumb to it? Or are you going to push back and, 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 and the universe is going to say, oh, we can't deal with that dude no more. And things move out the way. I literally have been talking to you for 20 minutes. I must have made about $5,000. Yeah, that's and, insane. Right? You've just been sitting here talking. Yeah. yeah, because what's happening right now, it looks like this. So this is me. This is you. This is a human being. This is right here. This is the actual area that you have influence on. So, you know, I'm a knucklehead kid, and I, I want to have all these good things. But I can't, you know, I, I got, I got back, made more money right now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I want to be great. I want to be successful. I want to sell candy. <clears throat> Life is hard. Oh, I went to jail. Oh, met these bad people. Oh, this. Oh, and what happens, I started fighting back. I started swinging. I said, you know what? I'm going to do personal development. You know what? Even when I'm broke, I'm a millionaire. Even though, and I, boom, boom, every day. Yep. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. Boom, read a book. Boom, listen to my YouTube channel about positivity. Boom, tell all my friends I would be successful. Boom, work 12 hours a day. Boom, go to the gym. Boom, boom. I'm just swinging. So now my, my, my circle of influence it grows. in the space I control has, has grown. So I was gone all week. I got off a plane to come see you. I put over. I made over a hundred thousand dollars this this week, and I didn't even show up to the office. I used to, it, it would take me, it would take me a year to make twenty five G's in a, in a good corporate job. Because my circle of influence wasn't there. So to anybody that you know wants to get to the next dude, they got to know that God does not pick the qualified. You're gonna have to go through some stuff, and when you're when you're ready, it it will be there. You see this right now in real life. I came to your house, and now you see my facility, and now you see him just making. And, and, and it's Friday. It's Friday, almost Friday evening. I go to the grocery store. I make twenty thousand dollars, and I didn't do anything. I did, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That I can, what I you can were, keep going about life is hard. Yeah. No. That what you were saying actually reminded me of something that I heard somewhere else where you want to picture, or, or a good way to picture it is. Your goal, you know, depending on how big it is, that's going to be uh, in reference to like the the struggle. It's gonna if it's a big goal, it's huge. It's gonna be a huge struggle, right? And and, and vice versa. If it's a small goal, well, you're not gonna have as much struggle. So it sounds like what you're saying is you knew pretty uh, early on, like where you wanted to go, how big yeah. you wanted to make it. Yeah. And you were willing to go through the not so pretty side to get right. there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like a desert, bro. I'm going through the desert. Okay. Give you an illustration. I leave my corporate job. Let's say 2014, 2015. I tell all my peoples, Hey, I'm leaving my job. Come with me because we're about to be great. 15 people show up the next day. You fast forward a week. There's like eight people left. You fast forward a month, there's four people. You fast forward two months, there's
There's two people. You fast forward six months, there's one. So the illustration is I'm in the desert and I'm here and, I, and, and if I keep going, I'll go to the promised land. So as I'm walking through the desert, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm starving, my legs getting blown off, people are dying in the field, those are the people that are quitting. 15, 8, 3, 2, 1. And, and, and every now and then, you'll hit like a little oasis. You know, you, you close a deal. And when you close a deal as an entrepreneur, you're like, you feel good. Your confidence goes up, you know. You feel so good. So as I'm going through the desert, you know, I hit the oasis, and in the oasis, there's water, there's coconuts, there's mermaids. That was me representing me just never giving up closing a deal. But then eventually you got to get out the oasis and keep going. And, and if you look where you're at, you're like right around that corner, you could see there's like a little, that's the promised land. That's freedom over there. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hot desert. <laughs> So for me, I have the resilience to keep going. And that was the difference. That kind of like is the universe is meant to push back. Yeah. So a lot of people that aren't getting it, aren't making it, it's because they have not put in that work yet. They're not ready for a quarter million dollars. They're when not ready for a million dollars. Now, when you say that work, do you mean that in here? Yeah. In the head? Both. Okay. Mentally, physically, spiritually. They haven't put in that physical work. They haven't done 10, 12 hours. They haven't done the development. It takes. You 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 have you want to you want to get with that person. You want to like get with that person as a Bugatti, a mansion, travel the country, kids doing well, beautiful spouse. You want that? Then you need to become that person. Could you say that again? That, you have you one, you right want to have what that person has you have to become that person. I will be at the gym tomorrow at five thirty a.m. I'm not the most jack person. These are just habits. Okay, these are just habits of successful people. Okay, I'm not gonna beat my kids. I'm not gonna snort nothing in my nose. I'm not gonna go do drugs. I'm not gonna stay up late. Like I had to become that person to get what that person gets. Because the old me, like, I had to go bury the old me. If I wanted to become that guy, I had to become that guy. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I had to become that person. So a lot of people here, they want to be successful, they want to be great, you have to become that person. And you got to make a committed decision. You want to be a you want to be a pretender and talk all this mess? You're about to create a Shopify store. You're about to create a, a, lot, a clothing line. You're about to, you want to be a player or you want to be a pretender? But you can't do both. So I, I, I made a decision to be a player. Not faking it no more. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outcreate you. I'm going to outthink you. So that's it on that. That's awesome, man. How did that, or how did you come about? Obviously, it wasn't a night, you know, you woke up one morning, you're like, all right, cool. I'm this person now, right? I mean, maybe mentally, yes. But what was what was it for you that kind of finally made you Turn that switch on. Yeah, so uh, I'm an overnight success. That took 15 years. You <laughs> know like what I mean? I like that. I like that, yeah. But it, it, as a uh, as a kid, I was always like, I wanted to dominate. In the neighborhood, I wanted to be the tough ki- toughest kid, and I, and I was. In football, I wanted to be the hardest hitter, and on my teams, I was. 
and wrestling. I want to be the man. I want to be the captain. And I became that. So I was always, I had, I had a couple gifts early on. Mm. You know, I wanted, always wanted to dominate. When I went to corporate, I, I became the number one, number one career advisor in the first month out of like 250 people, 18 campuses. So I, I, I had that drive. Um, but I, I found personal development in my, in my mid-20s. First book I read on personal development was How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was the first book I read. And I got hooked. So I got on YouTube and I started researching motivation, how to be, how to be successful. I found a couple people that changed my life. Grant Cardone, Eric Thomas, Hector Lamarck, Tom Hopkins, I would say Bob Proctor. You've mentioned Tony Robbins in the past as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, I, you know, you could say, yeah, Tony Robbins, right? So I got obsessed on development. When I got when I say I got obsessed with the development, personal development, you know, listening to like motivational videos and mindset videos, I was waking up to it, I was showering to it, I'd put on my socks to it, I'd put headphones on to go to sleep to it, I would freaking listen, I turned my car into university, and what I was doing is I was in, I was I was literally like all in, I immersed myself into positive thinking, positive self talk. Here's a bar, the way you do it. It's called net development. Net means no extra time. So you're just working in the background. The thing's playing net development. Mm. So I started playing personal development, you know, six to eight hours a day, all day long. That started shifting my thinking. I got rid of everything out in my mind that was negative. You're not going to hear me say, I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You're never going to hear me say that. It's not going to happen. I've, I've, I've done too much work. So the guaranteed way to success is through personal development. Guaranteed. If you do it like I did it. At one point, nobody did more personal development than me in the country. I know it. It's impossible. It's only 24 hours a day. And I plan it all day long. So the guaranteed way to success is personal development. It could take a year. It could take 10 years. It could take 15 like it took me. It could take 30, but the quickest way is proximity, like this, mm. getting in the room so you can absorb that frequency, the energy, that transfer of energy. Yeah, so that, that was my transformation, but something happened. What happened? Tell us about it. It's 2016, and I'm on the freeway, 805, driving south, and I'm driving by the old Chargers Stadium. My wife's in the car. And my daughter, who was five years old at the time, is in the car. And I'm driving south. And I blacked out. I had an out-of-body experience. And I was still driving. And I basically had, like, an epiphany. I had a cognition. I was like, for instance, I went to what I'm doing now. Multimillionaire house. Lamborghinis, 100 people on my team. There's about 30 people here collectively, but I have 70 people across the country, 30 people in the Philippines alone, 30, 40. This is just, not, this is not even half of my company. One of my companies. And I went to what I was doing today. I was loved. I was respected. I was killing it. I had nice things. 
and and I I, I, I it was like a it was like a vision. It, it was like, a vision, yeah. and, my, and my face was like. My wife was like, like my face looked like the Joker. Like I, I, oh, wow. like I, I went crazy for a second. Like my face was like, ha, ha, like, like the Joker. And then I came to, and and I just started smiling. And it's just something that happened to me as a spiritual thing. And for the first time in my life, I realized like this is real. I'm about to become a freaking multimillionaire. It was never a, a, a could it be could it happen? Is it gonna happen? It was it, it it was a matter of that it was it's a hundred percent gonna happen. This is my fate. So it was like, how do I shorten up the timeline? Because I don't want to wait ten years. I want to do it now. Mm. So that that's so once I had that vision, anything I ever put my mind to that I want, the car, the house, the lifestyle, whatever, it's never a chance. Can I do it? It's just how do I shorten up the timeline? Because all I do is make a committed decision to things. Gotcha. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So is it safe to say, like, you know, everything that you imagined or that you wanted to accomplish, have you already accomplished everything? Or now that you're kind of at this point in your life, is there something else that you're working towards? Yeah. yeah. And what is that? Yeah. So so this ain't nothing, dude. I, I barely got it. Uh, I, I'm going to be a billionaire. In this life, I just started writing that down. Uh, but I, I want to, um, you know, I want to go. I want to go make an impact on, on the planet. I want to go help people in Africa and set up running water and school systems and help people that are suffering. I want to go down to South America and Mexico. I want to go to rural parts and set up infrastructure, infrastructure and education, and get people, you know, and raise their awareness. And that's what I'm gonna do. So my wife knows the deal. In the next six years, we're going to take our money, and we're doing it now, stack it, invest it. We're investing in real estate right now. So I'm going through a rehab right now with a yeah, multi, multi-family property. Nice. So after that, you got, you got freedom. You know, the money's just free. It just, you get, you get mailbox money. So what becomes for a man and a woman when you're just free? You can only travel so much. You can only eat so much nice food so long. You need to get back on purpose. My purpose is to help those often left behind. So my thing is, you know, once I, I'm free, I'm going to go help people. Right now, my mission is to buy back my family their freedom. And then my, my people their freedom. Here's my people. I don't, want someone, I don't want my daughters to be a slave to society and have to go work a nine-to-five because they have to make a living. I want them to go be artists. I want them to go be painters, singers. If they want to, if they want to be uh, grocery store clerks because that makes them happy, please go do it. If they want to be servers, go do it. If that's what makes them happy. I'm good, but I don't want them to be bound to have to do that because mm. of like I need to earn income. Gotcha. Right. So I'm 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 in I'm in the process right now buying my family their freedom. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, cr- it's crazy to hear, but I think that's what we all want at the end of the day, you know, just to make sure our family's taken care of and that they have the option to make a decision like that. Right. Yeah. That's the holy grail of an entrepreneur's freedom. To do what you want, how you want, whenever you want, with whomever you want. Look at that. Another. I'm getting close to freedom. Another gong. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
Getting close to freedom, bro. Yeah. I love that. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. You shared a lot of knowledge. and the, Damn, okay. They're just whacking the heck out of that thing right now. That's money, bro. <laughs> that's money, brother. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, where can people follow your journey? Yeah, yeah follow me on uh, on Instagram in TikTok at, at the Mike Barron one at T H E M I K E B A R R O N one. Follow me on YouTube on Mike Barron. If you see Levi and you see this episode, hit me on IG. There was one thing Levi learned to go from section eight to eight figures. I didn't learn three things. I didn't learn 10 things. I didn't learn one thing. I, I, I excuse me. I didn't learn I didn't become great at a million things. I learned one skill set. It's called high ticket sales and closing. I learned how to sell at an elite world-class level. That one thing turned me into a multimillionaire. That one thing. So if your people want to get, I'll do this for 10 people. If they want to get a free thousand dollar course, just be like, go to visit me on IG to be like, hey, I see the podcast. I see the episode. Mike, could you hook me up? I'll give them a thousand dollar high ticket sales closing course for free. For free. But they got to reference you. Okay, so there you go. Just mention Levi when you message him on Instagram or uh, wherever you find him. That's an amazing gift, man. Thank you for gen- your generosity. Of course. I just want to say last thing, man. Keep going. Keep going. You're perfect. Okay, it don't matter what people say about you. All right, it's what, what people say about you. I believe I, I'm going to end you on this. I believe in a mind, a body, and a spirit. The mind is the computer. Okay, it makes sense of the world around you. If if a Bengal tiger walked in the room right now, we'd freak out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like 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 legit. Right. Yeah. But I don't I don't think you've ever seen a Bengal tiger kill somebody in person. That's true. I haven't. But everything we know about Bengal tigers, everything that we've seen, read, heard, National Geographic's discovery, we the data we have is that is an apex predator. So the mind is the computer that processes information. The body is the tractor. It's like a vehicle. Mm. The spirit is who you really are. I believe I'm a spiritual being. And the spirit does not have insecurities. The spirit does not is not afraid to go talk to the, the girl because I'm a single guy, let's say. I'm not. The spirit is not, I'm not good at meeting people. The spirit does not stub his or her toe at three o'clock in the morning on the bedpost <laughs> or spill milk on the carpet on accident. The spirit is perfect. Mm. And what happens is we go through life and we got cheated on or this guy lied to us or this person said something to me that made me offended or my parents said you can't have that. So now the mind starts taking all that information, data. So the baby's walking to high school again and stops reaching. But what I want to get these people to do is I want to wake them, I want to wake them up. I want them to realize they're, they're, they're a spirit, they're perfect. Once I start to realize I'm perfect, once I start to love myself, once I start looking in the mirror and say I deserve everything, but I had the guts and courage to actually go get what I deserve, can have, and I want what I want. That's where everything changed. I, I listen. I was afraid to go to Lamborghini. I was afraid to go to Gucci. I was afraid to go to Louis Vuitton. I was afraid to freaking buy a ribeye steak. And once I realized I deserved it, and I was going to put in the work, and I can have it, that's when everything freaking changed. That's when everything freaking changed. You, their creator did not say you can't have these things. Justin Bieber's going to have all this life, but you just got to sit in this little freak, you know, rinky-dink apartment mm. because you're not worthy. That's not true. 
And once you, me, her, him, they realize that they can have it and they're perfect and they're deserving and they got the guts and courage to actually put in that work, they'll, they'll, they'll have some results. They'll get what they deserve, man. Okay, so whatever I got to do to help you out, support me. Hit me on Instagram, DM me. Shout out to Leon, man. Thank you, my bro. Hope, hopefully this was beneficial for you and your audience, my brother. Yeah, seriously, absolutely. Man. One last question for yes, you. If you had to choose your current life soundtrack, what song would that be? Yeah. Uh, this tends to be one of the hardest questions, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 uh, I'm thinking about a couple songs, but I'm a really all-in guy, man. And my, my walkout music is DMX, What's My Name? And and he's just snapping, and that's that's this is one of my more calm calm uh, interviews. Usually, I, I'm saying a lot of cuss words, <laughs> but you have a calming effect. I appreciate. So it. DMX is just going off. What's my name? D- that's how I feel, man. Gotcha. I'm I'm I, like I'm a nice person, but I just want to walk in every room to start. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now, bro. Yeah, I got a lot of work ahead of me, man. And mm. I'm gonna go get everything I deserve, what and can have, man. I'm telling you. So, I'll see y'all at the top. That's it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Raspberry Lemonade. Thanks again, Mike Barron. Hit him up on Instagram. Make sure you're following him. Thank you once again for continuing to support this show. More content like this. More amazing guests like this. Yeah. Last uh, words of uh, wisdom here that you want to sign off with? Yeah, last, last words of wisdom is this. A confused mind, man, always says no. You got to get very clear on where you're at, where you're going. Okay. Today's the last day of the month. Okay. What are you going to do next week? What are you going to do tomorrow? If you ask me, I know exactly where I'm going to be at. 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. I already have the picture painted. Right here, this 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 facility we're in, I cooked this three years ago. I knew what the floors were going to be. I knew what the stage was going to be. I Like, I knew. So get very clear. And that's it. Wonderful. See you on the next one. Thank you so much. Peace. Studio Productions. Hope you've enjoyed the program.